self-criticism is something that we don't necessarily think of as a good thing. We think of feedback as something that, yes, I, I want it. It's warranted. Please give it to me to help me grow. But let's not do criticism. Hello, and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business, and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Liu. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to episode 172. This is your host, Lucy Liu, and I'm really rejuvenated and excited today as I just came back from a ski trip to Japan. I am here to encourage you not to wait and just book that next flight because you deserve it. And always remember that life is by design and that it's by your design and you are the designer of your life. Okay, so chances are if you have navigated through any professional endeavor, you have received some type of criticism. I mean, I sure have, right? From a colleague, a client, a boss, or a customer. So that's what we're here to talk about today. How is criticism different from feedback and how criticism can look good on you? And for this topic, I have a special guest, Nicole Edwards, who is an award-winning keynote speaker, TEDx speaker, nonprofit leader, best-selling co-author, CEO and founder of Edwards Authentic. And she is a catalyst for growth for people and organization for over 20 years. And I'm grateful that she's here to share her experience and wisdom on the topic of criticism because her life's work is to serve others to live and lead from a deeply authentic space. If you resonate with anything we talk about in this episode, please tag me at M-S-L-U-C-Y-L-I-U on social everywhere or leave a written review and let us know. So without further ado, here's Nicole. Welcome to the show, Nicole. Thanks, Lucy. Excited to be here. We were just chatting a little bit about how we both agree that criticism can help us grow in so many ways. In your terms, how is criticism different from feedback? Oh, so criticism, even when you say the word, it feels a little like stinging, right? It's It has this kind of sting connotation to it. When I think about the difference between criticism and feedback, I think one, feedback is usually warranted. It's something that you are willing to accept. Um, We hear the term constructive criticism, right? And that's kind of like pointing out what someone could do better in and framing it in a way that's positive, right? I think the difference between feedback and criticism is is the first thing that is that sometimes criticism is unwarranted. Sometimes it can hit you out of nowhere. And when I consider what that means and what the word means, it's kind of something that's critical about something that you're doing or saying or something that you've produced, for example. It is more kind of uh, direct to the point, sometimes unforgiving. A lot of times criticism uh, may come from familiar sources or unfamiliar sources. So I would say the bottom line is, is that criticism is something that we don't necessarily think of as a good thing. We think of feedback as something that, yes, I I want it. It's warranted. Please give it to me to help me grow. But let's not do criticism because criticism is what comes from haters. And we don't listen to what haters say. 
So you have this concept that criticism looks good on you. Tell us about that. Yes. So I've written an article and and some other things about this very topic just to get into what is in the heart of criticism. So I believe it looks good on you because it can if you are courageous enough to see if it fits. So what I mean by this is sometimes criticism comes at you on the wrong day at the wrong time. It can kind of make you feel you know, kind of indignant. Like sometimes you feel like, what do they know? I would, I never asked you for your opinion. Right. But I think sometimes when criticism comes our way, especially it's, especially if it's, if it's in something that we really have poured our hearts into, we tend to be really defensive. Right. And what I suggest is that even when you let the emotions kind of subside a little to challenge yourself, to look at what is being possibly presented to you, right? I think you owe it to yourself to try it on. Try it on. So if somebody criticizes something about, again, something that you've said, uh, something that you've put out there, maybe if it's, maybe it's even in real time. Something is criti- Somebody's criticizing an idea that you have, for example. What I challenge people to do is think about, is there any aspect of that that could be true? Taking emotions out of the picture sifting through maybe what's underneath what's being said and trying it on. So what I mean by trying it on is really do the deep work to see if any of it rings true. It is so hard for us to, well, at least let me speak for myself, for for you to hear things about yourself that you may or may not know, or especially if you have your heart into a project, something that you're doing, uh, maybe you're getting criticized on the way that you're approaching something. To try it on means that you give it its due diligence. You try your best to see if it fits and you you reserve the right to take it off if it absolutely doesn't fit. If it doesn't fit, toss it in a pile and keep it moving. But if you take a moment and think about what is actually being said. What's underneath that? And is there any seeds in that that I could use to make myself better? I think that's what makes it look good on you. Beautifully said. And Nicole, I know you are a speaker and you run a lot of workshops. Do you ask for evaluation or feedback at the end of your workshops? I sure do. I've been um, facilitating workshops for a very, very long time. And you know, I have gotten pretty confident in my skills. And so I did receive uh, some feedback, which is what prompted me to write this particular article about feedback. Uh, In one of my trainings that I just thought was spectacular, you know, I had done it many times before. I had thought through all of the kind of different nuances of what I was presenting. I had even asked others for opinions about how how to make it better. Uh, But one time I received some feedback that was just, it knocked my socks off. I, I really thought I had put so much, and I did, it doesn't take away that I didn't put time and energy into it, but the person that was uh, giving me uh, the criticism on, it wasn't feedback, it was, it was criticism. It, it basically said that it had no meat or substance and it was a waste of their time. And so once I let my emotions settle, of course, I let myself feel my feelings. I went back to the drawing table and I decided to really try it on. Is there any part of what this 
criticism uh, had that made me uh, approach my work differently. And what I did is I found out when I really looked closely, there was some truth to it. There was some truth to it. I had not thought about different ways that I could make the content come to life in the training. And I certainly went back to the drawing board and made it even better. And I think as a result of that, even being kind of a veteran trainer, it made me stronger. It made me better. And I tried it on and it did fit. And so I moved forward and I let it be fuel so that it could propel me forward. And in the end, you did make tweaks in your talk, right? I did. I did. Absolutely. And later on, I would do bigger and better things such as land a TED Talk, right? And that could not have happened had you not had those criticisms. Sure. Yeah. I can think of another time in my writing I had, I have written a lot of articles and such for online publications. And typically people are just, you know, they tell you how much they love it and it's great. And, and one time I got uh, some criticism about um, my approach in that article and how the person was saying that I had just regurgitated some other person's thoughts. And I thought because of that previous experience, you know what, I'm on the right track. That means that there's something here that I can grow from. And I just I just have infused it in my practice, my professional and my personal practice to continually just listen to the criticism instead of just denying it or defending, right? As I said, you let you you let yourself feel your emotions. I think there's something to be said. Yeah, but you know what? In today's age, it it is difficult to be original. And I think that's really stopping a lot of women from being amazing and doing the incredible work that they do because they feel their work isn't original enough. And I had trouble with this at the beginning of my coaching business as well. When I come with an idea, I Google it. Yeah. Yep. There you go. (laughs) hundred people have said it before. Yes. Right. And I, and I'm interviewed on podcasts. I'm like, oh, ding, I said something amazing. Like it, it impressed myself that I said that. And I go look up online, like, oh, that's somebody's quote. It's so hard to be <laughs> original these days, even though when we're not trying to copy cat, right? Yeah. And, and look at Starbucks. Starbucks is it doesn't have the greatest coffee and they're not the original coffee maker but look at how successful they are so don't let that stop you from doing what you want to do though yeah definitely I talk a lot about in addition to this I talk about integration so what that means is taking various components of your interests and your passions and things that you want to do things that make you uniquely you and infuse those elements, right? As you show up as your personal brand in your business, in your professional life, because then you have a unique combination of components that you cannot duplicate. Yes. You are unique in your own ways. There's only one you we've got, we've got unique fingerprints. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Fingerprints are so fascinating to me. Yeah, they are. But it's in our genes. It's in our DNA. You are special and you're remarkable. Yeah, it's just about bringing those things to the light and doing it in a way that works together with the other elements of yourself and presenting that in the best possible light. Yes. So in your days working and talking and coaching, is there a favorite quote that you go by? As we were chatting before, I have so many quotes, like I'm sure a lot of your listeners do. Um, I kind of collect quotes. Me too. Uh, one that I know. <laughs> and, and 
<laughs> it's just nothing's better than a good quote. You just feel so validated, you know, but one that comes to my mind and it has to do with this notion of authentic power, which is not coined by me, but it's actually, it's Zary, it's Gary, Gary Zukov and Oprah has kind of conveyed the message about that. And it's about what authentic power means and what it is, is when your personality serves your soul and the reason why you're here. So that means using all of the elements of you, what we're just saying here, uniquely you, right? And serving your soul so that you can give back to the world at the highest level possible. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. Where can we find you at? I can be found on Instagram. My handle is Edwards Authentic. And I'm also, that's my website as well, Edwards Authentic. And then I'm also on LinkedIn. And you can find me at Nicole Edwards on there. If you Google or not Google, if you search in LinkedIn, Edwards Authentic or Nicole Edwards, you should be able to find me there as well. Thank you. To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Liu Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck, kissing overwhelmed goodbye and living a more joyful and fulfilled life through strategic goal setting and mindset transformation. It would mean the world to me if you subscribe, rate, or share this with a friend. And don't forget to join me for the next episode. Remember, there is always a way and more blessings are coming your way. For free resources and show notes, head over to lucylucoaching.com. 